Good morning and happy Easter. I'm so glad you could join us for this service celebrating the dawn of new life that is Easter. At the beginning of our service, as is our custom, we light our community candle. As we celebrate the light that shines anew each day, we invoke the warmth of spring. We rekindle the power of the fire that never stops burning. With this flame, we make space for the holy in us and with us. Shall we pray? Resurrecting love, we give thanks for the gift of new life, which has been given through the resurrection of Jesus. Bless us and empower us that we might carry this news of great joy into the world so that the light of the world might shine upon all whom we meet. Amen. Uh, we've got a couple of readings this morning. Uh, the first reading is uh, from a poet by the name of David O. Rankin, and uh, especially uh, poignant for today. So today, yeah, let me read to you Easter morning. Good Friday is gone. A dark day on the calendar, a time of suffering with more losses than gains, more pain than we thought we could bear. We we're tired of crying. We're tired of burying. We're tired of mourning. Easter is here, and we who survive are prepared for the turning of the year, not to escape the past, but to provide a witness for a brighter future. We are ready for joy. We are ready for love. We are ready for new beginnings. Gospel reading comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 16, verses 1 through 8. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James, and Salome brought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early in the day of the first week, just after the sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb, and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance to the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. If you're looking for Jesus the Nazarene, who was crucified, well, he is risen. He's not here. See the place where they laid him. To go tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you'll see him just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. And then they quickly reported all these instructions to those around Peter. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thank you, God. So here we are, come to another Easter. And much has been made of the resurrection story over the past 2,000 plus years. Much meaning whole religious systems created and revised and reformed. But I kept coming back to the simple idea that this story and the way that it's told and how that telling is a way of proclaiming that even after the worst has happened, there is still the possibility of life. Life keeps on going. Even when we are sure that we've been foolish or that we're just naive, even when we've lost our way, even when everything is turned upside down, 
somehow, even then, joy, surprise, awe, celebration, they all remain. This is the good news of Easter. That the tomb isn't the only way to tell life's story. That in addition to grief, loss, struggle, life persists and continues on and the morning light still arrives as a gift. The story of Easter does not attempt to erase loss or prevent it. It doesn't make everything already all better. Instead, as the Reverend Jake Morrill puts it, on Easter morning, those who loved Jesus were amazed, puzzled, awestruck. But they were still in trouble. Rome was still in charge, and they were at least 2,000 years from glory, maybe even more. Easter doesn't ask us to pretend that we aren't still in trouble, that our world still isn't in trouble, that our hearts aren't still struggling or grieving, that so much of this world is not broken. Easter only asks us not to be wedded to this fear or yoked to this brutishness, but instead to live out of the promise of new life, still being created again and again and again. Easter asks us to live, even in the face of great heartbreak, with gratitude that we're still breathing, that we're still moving and loving and giving, that we have the strength to keep moving forward, to sing, as the song says, I still have joy. I still have joy after all the things I've been through. I still have joy. Easter says, nothing can take away my joyous celebrating heart, my heart for life, this new morning dawn still breaking. And Easter says to us all, lift up your faces and live out this great possibility, this great story that this day dawns for you and for me and for everyone. Here's another Easter story, a little more contemporary. Uh, I have a colleague, uh, a Unitarian minister by the name of Rachel Lonberg, and she grew up in this small uh, Seattle suburban community. And the story that she tells is that when she was growing up in, in this particular church, there was a woman who attended regularly whose name was Gussie. And Gussie was, as Rachel relates, uh, about 81 years older than she was at the time. Nevertheless, Rachel considered Gussie to be a, a, a very special and good friend. And Gussie was the kind of person who just about everyone considered a special and good friend. And one of the wonderful things about Gussie was that she dressed for church. She emerged from the struggles of her life with a commitment to beauty and elegance her formal suit and hat and gloves stood out in the congregation because most of the people in that congregation dressed in, you know, polar fleece and, and, and sensible shoes as if a, a hike was about to break out at any moment. And on Easter, Gussie always outdid herself wearing an Easter bonnet tastefully done up with flowers. And everyone looked forward to seeing the beauty and joy she embodied on Easter morning. 
Well, Gussie died when she was in her late 90s after a long and meaningful life and a brief illness. She died early in the spring, a few weeks before Easter. And everyone in the congregation was mourning her passing. People shared how sad they would be not to see Gussie in her beautiful Easter bonnet that year. It felt, I imagine, like the end of Gussie's story. And then somebody had this idea. What if people wore Easter bonnets like Gussie did? And the word spread. And that first Easter morning following Gussie's passing, the sanctuary was filled with Easter bonnets and other hats on the heads of dozens of people of all genders. It was, according to Rachel, awesome. The church has apparently continued this tradition. And people wear Easter bonnets and other hats every Easter morning. People who loved Gussie, people who never even knew Gussie, and people who weren't even born before her death have all been invited into Gussie's story. Her commitment to beauty and joy lives on. And while this Easter bonnet tradition has faded some over the years, it has still continued. Look, this is an awesome Easter story. An awesome resurrection story. People of all ages and all genders wearing Easter bonnets year after year in memory of someone that not everyone remembers. It's a triumph of love over death, which is at the core of the Easter message. Death is never the end of the story. Gussie's story continues on in the hearts and on the heads of the congregation that loved her. In this season of struggle, may we find and create beauty and joy. May we know in our bones that death is not the end of the story. And may we practice resurrection today, tomorrow, and every day. Amen. Amen. Now we come to a time of prayer. So won't you join me as we join our hearts together? Spirit of life, as we celebrate the resurrection, increase our awareness of these blessings and renew our, your gift of life within us. We're thankful for the work of the church May we be called to ever greater faithfulness in this community. So be present with us as we breathe the peace of spirit upon us. Hope of the world on this Easter day, we pray for the leaders of the nations and the cities of the world that they might be wise in their administration of government during this pandemic and selflessly serve the common good. We pray also for our communities and all of our neighbors that we may know love, even in this time of separation. Compassion, we, we pray for doctors, nurses, and other healthcare workers who tend to the sick and the dying. 
that they fulfill their vocation without undue fear of personal danger. We pray for first responders, for essential workers, and all who keep our communities running. We pray for those who are sick, who are alone, that they might find comfort and care in their time of need. May those for whom we pray find comfort. May they have courage and hope in their trouble. And may they find the joy of new life. Great joy. Today we give thanks for the grace and presence at work among us and for the wonder of creation at work around us. May we never take any of these blessings for granted. Everlasting, you called us into life long ago. Generations have come and gone and still we search for meaning. As Jesus rose, so may we be raised to life, to a life of love and compassion. May we seek to love one another. May we seek to care for one another. May we seek to change this world however we can for the betterment of all. Amen. And now for just about a minute, Let's come together in silence as we bring the needs and cares we carry in our hearts. Amen. And now as we prepare to come together to share a common meal, we come as different people called to unity. So come and have a seat at the table. Come and have a voice at the table. Come and share what is on your mind and what is in your heart. For the gentle power of love in human life and history, we give thanks as we remember the stories told, stories of bread broken and shared, feeding the multitude, stories of being gathered together, enemy and friend around tables, stories of unlikely guests revealing the face of the sacred. On the night of his arrest, Jesus used the meal to share of himself, asking that as we break common bread and share a common cup, we experience an uncommon oneness. As we partake in the common meal, May we once again experience what this rabbi Jesus would have of us all, a sense of the divine that unites us in faith, hope, peace, and blessing. 
with the holy and with one another. May these gifts of bread and wine be blessed. May we remember those who cannot be with us, both near and far, and those who remain on another shore, but who too have rejoiced at the power of healing and love that comes from sharing the common meal. To eat and drink together reminds us of deeper aspects of human fellowship. For from the beginning, the sharing of bread and wine has been the most universal of all symbols of community. Happy are those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they shall be nourished. Lisa, this is the bread of life from the cup of compassion. May these gifts serve as a reminder that you are loved. John, this is the bread of life from the cup of compassion. May these gifts serve as a reminder that you are loved. Annie, this is the bread of life from the cup of compassion. May these gifts serve as a reminder that you are loved. You and Peter are loved. And Ruby, she's there. <laughs> Danielle, this is the bread of life from the cup of compassion. May these gifts serve as a reminder that you are loved. Leanne, this is the bread of life from the cup of compassion. May these gifts serve as a reminder that you are loved. Ruby Peak and Internet. <laughs> Would you like to? Thank you. Thank you for that. Luz, this is the bread of life from the cup of compassion. May these gifts serve as a reminder that you are loved. Amen. Leslie, by your presence here, may these, serve, these gifts serve as a sign that you are loved. Amen. Thanks, Don. Shall we pray? Unending love, we give thanks for satisfying our hungry hearts with this meal. As we go our separate ways, may we go from here to bring more love into the world. May we find the resolve and the courage, the passion and the compassion to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly in love. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Well, thank you guys for joining us today for this brief uh, Easter service. I hope you go out and have yourselves a wonderful day. And as we prepare to leave our sacred space, remember in the last year, there has been so much darkness, so much pain, so much loss, so many people trapped in tombs, some of their own making and some that's been thrust upon them. May we go from this place determined to roll back those stones to heal the wounded, to raise the dead. Look, 2021 brings new hope. So may you walk in the light of that new hope and love and joy and laughter every moment of this day and all your days. Okay. Life has come again. Love has come again. Go in peace. Um, Happy Easter. Thank you, Happy Don. Easter. Thanks for joining us, guys. Easter, everybody. Bye, all. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Happy Easter.